the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Oh, boy, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Um, stock market's hanging in there. Maybe one day it starts off a little weak, then it kind of goes a little bit sideways. And then one day it starts a little up and then goes a little down, but it's hanging in there. Boeing got some orders for their 737 MAX. Wait, 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 wait. Isn't that the one that's been crashing? Yes. Isn't that the one that's grounded? Yes. At the Dubai Air Show. Air shows and car shows are kind of fun uh, for stock market people. You get to see a lot of cool concept uh, vehicles long before they make it to uh, the real world. I'm not a car or airplane enthusiast, but as an investor, I'm, I'm always intrigued. Uh, a little bit of... Uh, retail apocalypse going on today. Home Depot disappointed. Kohl's came up shy. Dun, dun, dun. That's no good. <laughs> That's no good. Home Depot is not a bellwether of retail spending, but they're a biggie. And Kohl's is as well. Home Depot News was primary news catalyst for why the stock market was leaning towards a win that ultimately pulled back um, at the start. Housing is in the news. Housing starts in building permits report for October. Um, wasn't great. Total housing starts increased 3.8% month to month on a seasonally adjusted rate, while total building permits increased 5% month to month on a seasonally adjusted annual rate. Sizable jump in starts in permits for multi-unit dwellings. So we're, we're making smaller places for people to live. And the key takeaway from the report is um, very, very, very uh, single digits. Um, That could ultimately be perceived as negatives, or you can read into the numbers as not that bad of a, um, maybe it's an inventory constrained environment. 
800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Even though my house has been, quote unquote, a big winner, the one that I currently live in, stock market's better. We're talking up 25, 30% this year. If it closes with any sort of rally, can you imagine people who have a million dollars stock in something like, you name the company, Microsoft or Apple, and it's a up 25% year? Like, holy mackerel, that's a big year. Go and try to get that in the housing market. So, and the market continues to do it and continues to hit all-time highs. Don't expect the market to always continue to hit all-time highs. But I do believe that the market is a reaction to capitalism. So, I feel good about that. TJX is up today. Um, they beat their fiscal quarter expectations. So, all of the negatives of Home Depot and Kohl's, not necessarily tied towards TJ Maxx. So we'll talk a little bit more about that as we unfold. I like TJ Maxx. It's one of those stores, and I say this enough that you could probably finish my line for me. Let's let's practice. Kohl's is one of those stores where you think you're getting an amazing bargain. Because of the sticker, it's that it's the Bart Simpson, not the Bart Simpson, the Homer Simpson and Marge Simpson thing. She comes home from shopping and she goes, Oh, Homer! I got these $4,000 pair of shoes, but they were 6000 marked down. And, you know, they're still a pair of $4,000 shoes. Right? Like <laughs> That drives all men crazy. Um, and that's just a stereotypical norm, right? Um, but TJ Maxx, you get a sweater, and it, it'll say, like, Polo Ralph Lauren on it. And uh, or maybe a hoodie, and it'll say was two hundred dollars now eighty five. And you're like, well, that's a good deal. My husband is gonna love me if I show up with a flashy, good looking polo. Which, for the record, I like polos. Um, I like um, hoodies. I liked hoodies before Zuckerberg liked hoodies. I'm not a vest guy. I don't get the vest thing. I don't get it. Don't get it at all. Uh, but I'm also not a, well, anyway, you don't care about me. Tell me how to make money. Keep your mouth shut and tell me how to make money. I can already hear you say it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Uh, impeachment trial continues to go on. Uh, and that's, I don't know what to say about that. It's not really dragging the market down yet. If you ever get a chance to go to Washington, D.C. and get a chance to go into any of the committees, it's pretty fascinating. My high school made me do that. And uh, I skipped out of school that day and <laughs> took the bus down to Washington, D.C. I grew up just outside D.C. and got some of my friends to go with me to the Air and Space Museum and they all got in trouble. <laughs> yes, I was that kid. But it was fun. We got frozen astronaut ice cream. Home Depot earnings the most disappointing for investors since the financial crisis. Now, Home Depot, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about this. And I could also talk a little bit more about Roku, maybe a little later in the show. But um, shares of Home Depot down 5% at one point. This is a company that I consider a blue chip retailer. So I'm interested that it's going down. I don't directly own shares of Home Depot. It's one of those stocks that I would like to buy and give to my children one day. That's what I believe the company can be 
It doesn't mean that the company will be that. But I'm going to wait another day because I did not hear their conference call, and I'll hear it later today. And um, I'll get a better feel for is this a one-day sell-off or a two-day sell-off, or what can I really expect from this? When you look at the numbers, obviously, Home Depot is going to reflect a little bit of the housing market. Uh, people are holding on their houses longer. All divisions and positive comps, uh, all U.S. divisions had positive comps. Uh, so how bad is the news going to be? As did Mexico and Canada. They see a strong, engaged customer as a ticket. Uh, as um, the cost of your receipt went higher and higher and higher in the quarter. They saw a healthy balance of growth between pro and do-it-yourself projects. Um, pro customers are about 45% of sales at Home Depot. Pro being professionals. So I have a toilet that is leaking yet again. I know you're saying, uh, do you ever fix it properly? It's a different one this time. So when I get some time this weekend, I will lumber my big old booty down to uh, Home Depot and get a, a repair, not a repair kit, kind of a replacement kit. And uh, I'll try to figure out it's, if it's the flapper. It's just one of those leaks that a gallon comes out and then it fills back up every six or seven minutes. And that, that adds up. But I'll do it myself uh, because I'm that kind of man. Uh, Makita Tools was signed with Home Depot being its exclusive uh, player. Uh, they're doing a big remake of all their stores to make them all look alike. Which is kind of an interesting thought, right? Home Depot wants you to be able to walk in one store, go to the left and find uh, an axe, and go into every store in every city, go to the left and find an axe. So there you go. That's my thoughts on um, Home Depot. But the, the big question on Home Depot is the terrace. And so far, they said they think it's very, very manageable. So that's good. So there you go. There's your insights into Home Depot. I don't see a lot terribly bad there. So I'll give it a couple days. We'll talk about it. I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to get in. It's a little burger rise if you're getting show. I'm Rob Black. Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. It's pretty fascinating to me that Chick-fil-A, fast food restaurant that people are crazy about, religious almost, about how great their food is, and uh, In-N-Out Burger are both private. Is that a hoot? And the guy who's dominating the stock market is plain old boring McDonald's. If I can invest in fast food, and I could, but if I can invest in a concept, it would be the chicken sandwich. <laughs> because right now, everyone is losing their minds over chicken sandwiches. And I don't get it. It's kind of like Cabbage Patch Kids. It's kind of like Jewel and vaping, where this trend pops up and you go, ooh, everyone's doing this. How can I make money? 
Popeye says that they fired seven employees for a Wisconsin brawl was only the first step. Okay. This is awesome. People brawl over Popeyes or are they brawling over other issues? Popeyes who is Popeyes is owned by restaurant brands international and they've yet to address the bloodshed and violence. (laughs) Oh, the quotes are the best customer who was there said it was just out of control. Honestly, I wasn't even going to get the chicken sandwich. Oh, what has happened? Why have people lost their minds about chicken sandwich? I get the religion of the fast food. A lot of people don't have things to live for in their life, so they they project onto uh, the success of a, a franchise onto themselves. But eh, it is kind of interesting, though. You know how we've been talking brands a lot recently? How there's not a lot of space for three. Uh, you're either Coke or Pepsi, Apple or Google when it comes to operating systems on phones, um, Apple computers or PCs. It, it's a... a a thing that goes on for on and on and on and on and on. 800-516-1220 to be called to call the show. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Ken Fisher continues to lose money. And I say good. His business is not one that I, I just don't like the, the sales team. I don't mind the fact that he's picking stocks. I don't like his stock picks. Um, but the thing that I, I bothers me is his sales force. gives the whole industry a black eye. So I'm glad that he uh, made some sexist remarks and is kind of going down for it. He will be fine. <laughs> You're talking about a, a billions and billions and billions under management. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Uh, California is suing Jewel. California is big in the news today. California that sued the nation's biggest e-cigarette maker, alleging that Juul Labs deliberately marketed and sold its flavored nicotine products to teenagers. Fascinating, isn't it? That you can invest in a company that basically is a light cigarette or, I don't know, cigarette cancer cancer causer. I'm not saying Juul's a cancer causer, but Philip Morris certainly was, right? You can invest in that stuff and... You know, when you invest in a Coke and a Pepsi, you're invested in sugar, which basically means you're invested in diabetes. The lawsuit from California Attorney General for Juul argues that Juul's past marketing efforts online and in its major U.S. cities use bright colors and youthful models, young-looking people, to attract underage users. Good-looking 22-year-old puffing on a vaping pen? Well, I guess I got to go buy it because I'm 22, right? And I'm good-looking. Um, again, the things that you can invest in, it's not always boring. If you find the Wall Street boring, you're, you're not looking. Uh, Boeing wrangled up 50 bids for its embattled 737 MAX jet at the Dubai Air Show. A lot of people think uh, they get their act approved at the beginning of the new year. But they have to kind of – one thing that they have to do is it, it's almost like you know how all 30 owners in the NFL very likely said, let's not hire Kaepernick um, on some level. It's just not worth the publicity hit. Boeing, I think it, it's it's fair to say that they want every major um, airline commission from different governments to be, give it a thumbs up. Now, you could probably say the U.S. is a good start, but if you can get U.S., China, and uh, someone in Europe to say thumbs up, we approve that Boeing's done the right things, that would be a step in the right direction. 
multiple reports are saying that hackers have stolen thousands of Disney Plus accounts and put them up for sale on the dark web. <laughs> the accounts range for anywhere from three bucks to eleven dollars. Yeah. PG&E, the embattled California Electric Company, is nearing a settlement of more than $1.7 billion with state regulators for maintenance failure of equipment in 2017. Wait, wait, wait. How about 2018? Nope. So that's out there. Alibaba is going to stop taking orders for its Hong Kong initial public order um, because it's been met with strong demand. Alibaba is probably the one Chinese stock that I would buy if I could only buy one Chinese stock. Are you with me against me? Medtronic, back to diabetes and t- back to the, the fatter nation. Um, Medtronic makes a lot of uh, equipment that goes into replacing your heart. So they do a lot of uh, stints and valve kind of work. That's pretty cool stuff. Pacemaker kind of technology. And they're the industry standard on it. They, uh, they're higher today, better than expected quarterly numbers. Company also raised its fiscal 2020 outlook. Anytime a company raises their outlook, Wall Street kind of tends to like it. Apple announces a press event for December 2. It looks like Apple's going to start doing a little bit more like marketing of how successful they are. So the event is going to be focused on honoring our favorite apps and games of 2019. Loved by millions, created by the best. So basically, they're doing a... It's almost like Hollywood, right? The Academy Awards. They're basically patting themselves on the back. With the Academy Awards, it's like actors just getting like, my performance was so brave. And it's all about selling tickets. So Apple's stealing a cue from Hollywood. Why not have a day that's focused on our stars of the show? Well, I was embarrassed yesterday. I looked at my time on my phone. It's one of those new features that Apple has. <laughs> and it's uh, no bueno. You would think that uh, I don't have a life, according to yesterday. And so Apple's planning to hold some sort of press conference um, about this. So they're trying to go all Hollywood, and it's going to be a New York City type event. So uh, by saying this is the best app of the year, do you think it's going to be a free app? Or they're going to have to say, let's honor the best free app versus the best paid app. You think that's going to drive business to them? Oh, I do think it will. MSG Networks was downgraded to sell from neutral, citing a challenge negotiating position as MSG is re- uh, approaching contract renewals for its subscriber base. Um, MSG is a fascinating uh, set of assets. So a lot of basketball, a lot of hockey uh, the Radio City Music Hall dancers, the Rockettes. So it's an interesting business. I, I've never taken the plunge in it. Uh, and it's getting a downgrade to sell today. That's very, very, very rare on Wall Street. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Just in case, so what you gotta be so talking. I saw, I saw. 
Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Trying to get you to retirement is the goal. Uh, one of the things that we talk about is we talk about business in the stock market because those are great areas, including this year. We're having a monster up year. I would not expect it each and every year. Appreciate it when it does happen. Let's bring in the one, the only from briefing.com. <laughs> talk a little bit about the stock market and what he see at Patrick O'Hare. I start my day every day with your page one article. How are you doing, Patrick? Hey, good morning, Rob. I'm doing okay. Thanks. <clears throat> Pretty great year as we're winding things down. Um, what's your, what are your thoughts on the year? Like, should we have a party? Should we, you know, put it in the bank? Uh, what are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Sure, have a party. <laughs> I mean, it's been a fantastic <laughs> year, right? Um, you know, there's no reason to uh, quibble over a 25% return in the S&P 500 that's been produced with double-digit returns in 10 out of 11 economic sectors. So um, there's a lot of room for celebration as it relates specifically to the performance of the equity market and certainly for anyone who has remained long this equity market. So it's definitely been a good year, and I guess you could say it's it's been a, a better-than-expected year uh, in a number of respects, particularly since there's been so much uh, – uh, I guess negativity in terms of uh, macro dynamics, and yet the market has traded right up uh, through those uh, through that negativity, climbing that proverbial wall of worry as it looks to a brighter future in 2020, and also uh, sort of travels the bridge to that future by uh, by way of the uh, belief in the Fed's monetary policy and the persistence of low interest rates. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Um, how about the retail news today? I, reading your page one at briefing.com, it, it's, there's a little bit of a mixed news. Home Depot and Kohl's disappoint. TJ Maxx did well. Uh, do, are we gleaning anything from this as we head into the all-important Christmas shopping season? Well, that that is a, a little bit of why things are mixed up. Um, and you, you, you know, you're trying to resist this urge to glean too much from it, um, uh, given that you know, like Kohl's, for instance, is a very you know interesting retailer, and in that it kind of is in sort of that 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 gray area of um, you know a retailer that's that's trying to transform itself and you know with digital capabilities and e-commerce channel and isn't necessarily a value-oriented retailer, but it's not also, you know, it's not a luxury-oriented retailer. Um, it's, you know, in some malls, other places it's off-mall. So it's a, it's a tough situation there. Uh, and then Home Depot, of course, is, uh, is unique in and of itself. But look, Home Depot is a great company, right? It fell short on some same-store sales expectations and trimmed some of its guidance, you know, for, for the full year. And uh, so it's understandable that the stock would be down. But keep in mind, Home Depot was up 40% uh, year-to-date going into that print. And uh, it had risen, you know, 15% over the last three months. So it was priced for perfection. And, you know, and it, and it wasn't perfect. And so you're seeing some of that... Um, rolled back in the price this morning as a result. Um, but, um, uh, but I wouldn't read too much through, uh, to Home Depot, uh, from a negative standpoint because they did suggest that they did see pretty good sales growth in a broad-based manner across its various categories. So we'll have to kind of, you know, wait and see if that repeats itself, you know, through this, uh, through this fourth quarter. But, and then finally, you know, TJX companies is just, you know, indicative of, I think the, the trend that's been holding up for some time now is that, you know, the, the appeal of this value oriented retailer um, in the face of 
of an industry landscape that has been favoring more online shopping. Um, but, uh, you know, the strength of TGX just underscores how, you know, some, you know, many consumers still enjoy going out to that, uh, what, you know, is labeled a, a treasure hunt of sorts as they go shopping in those stores and, uh, and, and look for, for great value, um, uh, that has flowed through in their inventory in large part because of some of the difficulties you've seen at some of these department stores and other retailers like Kohl's and Macy's. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to uh, live in the era of Amazon and how dominant they've done and how companies like Home Depot, Kohl's, and TJ Maxx all have little different strategies to, to combat the big guy that's uh, ruling retail. I think the other big story that we need to comment on for sure is housing numbers. Um, looks like a lot of buildings are going to be going on in 2020 with the permit activity. Now, that's good news and bad news. Economically speaking, more inventory puts more people in houses, yes, but maybe not as much demand or not as much of, uh, pushing up in price. What are your thoughts on the numbers that we saw out there today? Sure. Well, you know, certainly what we've seen, I guess, you know, to tie it back into existing home sales, right, which we account for like the the lion's share of, of home sales in the country, you know, they've been in the inventory constrained for some time. So you need new supply coming on market, right? And and more importantly, you need new supply coming in at more affordable price points. But um, so to the extent that you can get more inventory out there, it can help keep some of that uh, uh you know, building price pressure in, in check and, and, uh, you know, and, and invite more prospective buyers into the market. Um, so, um, so I think we can, you know, look at this uh, housing starts and building permits report for October objectively as, as really a piece of good news, um, particularly since you saw growth uh, across the single family sector uh, on both permits and uh, and, and starts. And, and importantly, you saw that growth shine, uh, shine through in the nation's largest regions, that being the South and the West. Uh, so that's a good sign. And it should, uh, should bode well in terms of the permits number uh, uh, for, you know, not only the leading economic index, but but just in general for um, you know a pickup in in construction of new homes uh, as we we move ahead in the next few months. What else are you working on, sir? That you think is important for the listeners to start thinking about? I know you have that big Friday column that you kind of mm-hmm. it's the big picture. So yeah. you, you got something in your head noodling through right now. <laughs> Well, a couple ideas, and and yeah, there's lots of noodles in there. In there, so, um, you know, uh, we kind of touched on a little bit. You know, look at uh, I think you know what we've seen in these retail reports this morning, uh, and and for me, you know, kind of from a bigger picture standpoint, it crystallizes for me as we see just how good this year has been overall from an index level uh, return standpoint, um, and I think that you know you probably have seen. Uh, you know, returns from next year pulled forward into this year, uh, especially when you take into account that we haven't had any earnings growth in 2019, and yet the S&P 500 is up 25%. So I think that, uh, you know, as we look to 2020, um, it, it will, in you know, my mind likely be more of that, uh, quote, stock pickers market. Uh, and you're going to see, you know, uh, the good performers separated from the bad performers, and and you're going to get these disparate stock reactions based on the operating trends at you know at various companies, and 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 we're seeing that today, obviously across the retail industry. But I think that could extend really from a broader market standpoint into next year, uh, since so many 
stocks have risen with the tide here in 2019. So I might explore that idea uh, in, in this Friday's big picture column. Thanks very much. As always, very informative. Have a good day, and maybe we'll get another market high for you to write about tomorrow. Thanks very much. Thanks, <laughs> Absolutely. 800-516-1220. That's Patrick O'Hare with briefing.com, a reliable source of both domestic and international news. I start my day every day with it, as I have for over 20 years. And for instance, I could go in and punch in just a random stock. Let's see. Um, oh, boy. Now I want to have to come up with a random stock. I'm like, don't do the one you want to do. Do a different one. Um, how about GoPro? Stock that I don't own. And doesn't sound like I'm touting it. So I may own it in an index, but GoPro, when you take a look at what briefing comes up on it, um, they just released earnings. They talk about how the stock moved up 6.6% after the market. Uh, they beat by six cents a share. Revenues fell 54% year over year. When I see that, I'm like, whoa, I get why it's a hard hit stock. So the Hero 8, um, got delayed or something along those lines. And it's all in the stories that they write in the articles and the summaries and the insights, uh, tons of stuff on, um, different types of investors, whether you're a technical person or a story stock or an IPO, or you just want to get a big picture of what's happening in the economy. Briefing.com does a really nice job. Um, I like the wall street journal. I like the New York times. Um, as far as daily newspapers, briefing I like for the daily summaries and the insights into why a stock is reacting the way it is. Um, different sites will get you different types of information. I hope that's fair to say. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, <clears throat> Broadcom was named one of Goldman Sachs' top picks. Now, first and foremost, the top picks get the benefit of being named the top pick. Uh, people will say, well, well, if Goldman Sachs like it and Rob Black just talked about it, then it must be good. People won't do research. It also gets the benefit of everything that Goldman Sachs, all their clients, very likely have someone associated with them, whether it be a financial advisor, a financial planner, a stockbroker. Although the, the days and ages of having a stockbroker seem to be <laughs> finished. Thank you, Charles Schwab and Fidelity and TD Ameritrade for going down to no commission trades. Um, so Goldman Sachs gets that benefit of, or Broadcom gets the benefit of being kind of part of a press release. I, I think there's no better way of saying it than that. So that's out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. I would never buy anything from someone else's list unless you did a lot of homework on top of it. That's probably the best way of finishing that. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Travis Klanick has sold $882 million of his Uber shares since the lockup period expired. Um, interesting. A lot of people are flushing now on Uber from inside the company. When that flushing ends, some selling pressure will abate. I'm Rob Black. I'll go with you. 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 My God, I'll go with you.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Sometimes it's good to know your limitations. I think I'm a good investor because I'm not very emotional, whether it's greed or fear. I think I'm a good investor because I look at the behavioral aspect of products. I'm a good investor because I've done it for 25 years plus. What makes you a good investor? What makes you solid? You should have an answer. I can tell you one of my weaknesses in relationships, it's the fact that I don't have much of a personality uh, of emotion. I don't have an emotional personality. Maybe it'll come late in life. When I saw a baby born, I was like, ah, it's a little overrated. <laughs> it, was a, it was a miracle. It's a miracle. Um, let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Let's talk a little financial planning and get back on track, shall we? Chad? Now. Certified financial planner, Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. So Chad, basically my dad died early and my mom's got bad health for 20 years already of retirement. Does my retirement look like it's going to suck or what? (laughs) Does it look well? I think you'll probably be okay, Rob. But uh, you do have to stay healthy. Um, That's it's absolutely part of responsible, you know, healthy choices for retirement is, is concentrating on your health and also making sure you're constantly saving. Here's a poor choice. I saw, I saw this just horrible beat up car driving down the road. Um, one of those cancer ribbons on it, okay. big giant pink cancer ribbon, like fight cancer. Mm-hmm. I'm dying to see where this goes. The lady's smoking in her car with the two <laughs> kids in the back seat. And I'm like, so I'm looking at, you know, mm-hmm. I don't judge people by their, their beat up cars. Cause you know, I've got a, decent looking car, a couple dents, 160,000 miles on it. Right. I, I, I really don't care about that, but it kind of leads to the next look. Okay. So you're smoking that you don't care about your health to now your kids in the, are in the car. So you don't even care about their health. Right. And I guarantee they have nothing safe for retirement yet. They're ten, spending a ton of money on cigarettes. Like their cigarette habit is their retirement plan. Cause they're going to retire and die. That's fair. Instead of having saved that money and they could have retired at some point. So, uh, yeah, this you and I share a very humble vision of the future uh, where we see people just do bad things financially. Well, there's a I've got to find this person I was interviewed because I I saw a great one on on Bloomberg about that. Part of what is the reason for the wealth gap that we're seeing? And, And part of it is because people, you know, hopefully you're teaching your kids about wise decisions, about saving money, making money, how to take money and use it to make more money. Right. And then people are tending to get married later, meaning they're making better choices on their marriages and they're marrying like kind individuals. Yeah. So it's kind of like the more it's, you know, different sides of money getting together, highly educated. They're making more money. If people are making more money in their twenties, more people would probably be getting married. Some women are putting off because they're looking for that husband who could provide. Yeah. I mean, it could be. I mean, some there's a lot start, of there's a lot of factors moving here. There is a lot of factors, and then there's also a lot of lack of opportunity in certain areas where the, where kids are growing up in in poor areas, and they don't see the opportunity outside of you know their current vision, their current realm of opportunities. Um, so I've got a, I've got a friend it's tough to solve. It really is. I've got a friend here who makes almost seventy thousand dollars a year. I'm like, you need to move because seventy thousand dollars a year in the Bay Area is basically poverty. 
It's not. $70,000 is a lot of money in Seattle. It's nothing. Oh, it's not area. a lot of money. Seattle's expensive. Well, I'm trying to you say. Go down to Vancouver, Washington. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> but, but that's a humbling message we're sending about Social Security and retirement. And, uh, you know, that's a good paying job. And it is good. We're starting to see some wage inflation at the lower level, too. And it, I think, you know, one of the things that would help the economy drastically and help jobs numbers and everything else is, is tax incentives to businesses to go into different areas to create jobs. The, um, you know, our current tax code is horrible. I mean, we're totally getting past the point of where we where we started with, which was kind of this, am I ready to retire list, right? I mean, the, this guy writes and he says, hi, Chad, here's my plan on paper. I'm 48. I need 55 grand a year in retirement based on this list for my monthly cost. So he goes through and he provides me this list. And I love these. If you guys want to shoot me an email, you know, am I ready to retire? Chad at chadburton.com. I love these emails in terms of helping people Look at their current situation. Are they doing the right thing? Is there enough? Now, and he lists out his medical insurance costs. He's he's putting in there a factor for long-term care insurance. So he's obviously been listening. Car insurance, dental, vision, property taxes, personal tax, some entertainment, utilities, things like that. So he's given me this total. And he tells me that he's going to have a pension that covers some of the costs, some Social Security at age 70 that covers some, covers some of the cost. The problem is in the first line of the sentence, Rob. Here's my plan on paper. I'm 48 and I need 50,000, 55,000 a year in retirement based on this list for my monthly cost. He's 48 years old. He's right. not going to retire for another, you know, 15 to 18 years. Right. So he doesn't need $55,000 a year. He needs $110,000 a year. That's what he has to base his budget on because the value of the dollars cut in half every 18 years, even with the current rates of inflation. So he's compl- he's totally off track. I don't even have to read the rest of the sentences in terms of his monthly costs because he actually needs to double each of one of those costs because of inflation. And everybody from a normal person to an engineer sometimes makes this, you know, a constant, consistently makes this mistake in terms of inflation. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black. Um, interesting story out today that has big ramifications. And I'm just going to take the angle of sarcasm when I say this. Elizabeth Warren wants to lower the cost of renting a home by 10%. She's zeroing in on voters, in my opinion. And again, that's that's the sarcasm. That's the cynic in me, right? She wants to help build, preserve, and rehabilitate over 3 million units for lower-income families. She proposes $500 billion to go into housing over the next 10 years. And wants to lower rental costs by about 10%. I'm suspicious of how it gets funded. I don't like the way it's getting funded. They're gonna. She wants to cut the estate tax from when you die. You get taxed. If you have over $17 million, she wants to cut that number down considerably. I don't know. That feels like it's robbing Peter, rich Peter to pay for Paul. I'm not 100% sure I'm behind this, but I do know 100 million potential voters might be interested. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.